Welcome to Style Zephyr, brought to you by the Alec Bradley Cigar Company, home of cigars like Tempest, Coil, Sanctum, Mondial, and Cigar Aficionado's 2011 Cigar of the Year, the Prensado, makers of premium cigars since 1996. Live true with Alec Bradley. And now your host, Kevin Quinn. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this brand new installment of Style Zephyr at thestylezephyr.com. Super thankful for everyone who has been keeping track and tabs on me. Uh, I recently got the time to put out a brand new video over at the Nickelodeon page, the uh, suede shoe and accessories care video. A few friends were asking about that and uh, finally got the time to uh, churn something up and uh, get yourself a care kit and a lot of different fall collections are on the way as far as uh, whether it's for luggage or for accessories and uh, clothing and outerwear and so on. Uh, lots going on. Uh, and also at the same time, get yourself ready for next summer as well. Lots of clearance uh, sales are going on and tis the season and my god, it's already August. That's absolutely insane. Where is 2018 going? Uh, world and current events, I guess more or less as far as uh, the style goes. Um, with the collaboration right now that we've got with Style as Effort, I have got the Heart and Soul collection uh, going on. I am partnering up with the Rhythm Rockets. They are a Chicago-based uh, jump, swing, rhythm, and jazz and blues band uh, over 20 years in the Chicagoland area with some killer tunes to their repertoire. I've got Mr. David Downs of the Rhythm Rockets, and he's going to be partnering and sitting down with me in a couple of episodes and really emphasizing how else style can be translated into our uh, into our lives and our lifestyle beyond clothing and fashion and musical appreciation, uh, training, on-the-road experience, and even how you can have these people um, even you know host events at venues and different occasions and really bring that vintage uh, S- uh, excuse me, essence and vibes uh, to you. Uh, phenomenal history, phenomenal experiences and training and uh, friends and family are involved in music. Really an eye-opening uh, couple of talks that we're going to be having together. Uh, that's going to be on today's episode and a few others as well going forward, especially with the success of the Road to Esteli series I've got going on with Alec Bradley. Speaking of Alec Bradley, congratulations to uh, the guys on the release of two brand new brands, the Alec and Bradley Blind Faith. Uh, it is their uh, brand new. Uh, folks who are in the know, Alec and Bradley, the namesake of the company, the sons of uh, founder and owner Alan Rubin, uh, their first collaborative cigar together, uh, the Blind Faith, kind of bringing together both the younger clientele and as, well, as well as keeping a couple of traditional aspects that might appeal also to their uh, usual more traditional crowd. As well, uh, congratulations to Mr. Alan Rubin himself, the founder and owner of the company, uh, on his brand new release of The Magic Toast. Uh, look forward to those couple of brands hitting storefronts very soon. If you're not sure quite where to look yet, you can always head on over and take a browse at alecbradley.com and find out where your local retailer might be as well. Uh, and then speaking of music as well, uh, condolences to... Uh, the friends, family, and loved ones of Miss Aretha Franklin, an American uh, soul icon who just passed away uh, with some amazing uh, hits over the years. Uh, I Say a Little Prayer, uh, Rocksteady, Daydreaming, Freeway of Love. 
uh, an absolutely amazing woman who uh, really captures a lot of different spirit and vibe throughout her different uh, musical repertoire as well. Uh, you know, highs and lows of lives, and uh, Miss Franklin was definitely an American uh, icon and legend in her own right. But uh, again, another way that uh, style can really have an impact on your life is through the gift of uh, folks' voice and talent, and uh, it really goes a long way in helping us to deal with different emotions. So we're going to get on into this. It's been a little while, and I appreciate folks sticking around with me. This is going to be introducing the Heart and Soul Collection, the coolest music during the hottest time of the year. And this is going to be with Mr. David Downs over at the Rhythm Rockets, and you can find more information about them over at therhythmrockets.com. Let's jump on into it. I'm Kevin. This is Style Zephyr. From the Alec Bradley Cigar Company, the company that has brought amazing cigar blends such as The Tempest, Black Market, Post Embargo, and the 2011 Cigar of the Year, The Prensado, comes the worldwide release of the Black Market Esteli and the Prensado Lost Art. Both cigars will be featuring Central American tobaccos, and a variety of sizes and box counts. Alec Bradley has been creating new traditions for over 20 years and continue to create inspiration and conversation pieces with beautiful premium tobaccos. Join the family today at alecbradley.com. Proudly paired with Styles Effort to be true to you. Alrighty, folks, welcome to the Heart and Soul of the Heart and Soul Collection. I have got Mr. David Downer of the Rhythm Rockets here with me today. David, thank you so much, and welcome aboard the Zephyr. Oh, thank you very much. I've never ridden on Zephyr. Nope, take it back. I have ridden on Zephyr. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I love it. Uh, thank you again so much for taking your time with me today. This has been long delayed. That's totally my bad, but we're going to jump right on into this for the benefit of uh, just for getting this thing on the uh, track 21 and then uh, heading on down. So this is the Heart and Soul Collection. We're heading up as far as our appreciation and respect for uh, some of the coolest music as far as for the jump, swing, uh, and blues and uh, big bands of our, of our time. And Rhythm Rockets are a huge icon as far as Chicago's. Uh, music goes and local wise uh, but really quick really first I guess kind of give us a little bit of a who's who as to um, who Mr. David Downer is and then a little bit about uh, the Rhythm Rockets themselves uh, I am a male 56 years old uh, I love pina coladas no uh, I am the band leader I'm the guitar player I'm the schlepper of the equipment mm -hmm. I run the soundboard I take care of the dry cleaning uh the website, the marketing, the booking, uh, pretty much everything involved with the band for the last 22 years. Wow, man of all a man of all hats, a man a jack of all trades, and a master of that swing. Well, when when they when you're an independent band, an indie band, as they say, mm -hmm. uh, that pretty much means you need to do everything. Right, gotcha. You're your own independent contractor, so to speak. Good. Uh, you want to get it done, you got to do it yourself. I hear you. Right? I hear you. I come in from a logistics background, unfortunately. I hear that. But it's all good, though. It, ain't, it don't mean to think if it ain't got that swing. Uh, in terms of the Rhythm Rockets, where these gents have come from and your history-wise, uh, if you can shed some light on that, too. Uh, like the, the whole band in general? Well, uh, sure. So I guess, uh, you know. Player. Um, the, uh, the band was started... Uh, um, I played in and out of oldies bands back in the 80s, and then I discovered I really enjoyed blues music. And uh, when I was a kid, 
when teenager, I gravitated toward older music, a lot of old rock and roll like Bill Haley and Elvis Presley. Uh, and then uh, in my late 20s, I discovered blues music, and I really enjoyed it. And then uh, I was trying out for other bands, and uh, a guy came over to the house, a harmonica player, who was putting together a band, and he was going to share with me some of the music that he was going to do. And he pulls out a uh, Greatest Hits album by Louis Jordan. And he put it on, and this is the first time I've ever heard this stuff. And for some odd reason, it just grabbed me. Uh, hearing this this music from the 19, late 1940s that just, it, it, it had rock influences in it. It had, I should say, it was rock and roll before rock and roll became, you know, America's music. It had blues in it, it had jazz in it, it everything in it, and it moved, you know. And uh, he told me that there was a band that, uh, or a drummer that he was going to try to recruit in the band who was playing with another group at uh, the Fitzgeralds in Berwyn. And uh, I should go see them. Mm-hmm. So I went, it was a, one of the coldest days of the year. It was in uh, late December. And I went there with my wife and another couple. And we were the first ones in the place. And uh, I caught the sound check. And as soon as they started playing, I turned to my wife and said, this is the band I want to be in. Uh, wow. The band, the band was the Mighty Blue Kings, so uh, they they really, with the upright bass, the two saxes, the piano, the singer, the drums, it, the whole thing just moved me. And uh, I remember the guy I was with, who was also another musician. Uh, he looked at me and he said, uh, "It'll never." You know, then my wife, my wife had told me uh, they've already got a guitar player, and I said, "Well, I'll I'll put together my own band," and. Uh, the guitar the player, my friend that was there with me, looked at me and said, uh, it'll never work. And they got seven people in a band. Wow. And I, t- I took that as the throwdown, as the challenge. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know anything about bands other than, you know, with horns or anything like that. And I started researching all the music. Uh, I went to a few more Mighty Blue Kings shows. Um, I started uh, listening to more, a lot of late night radio uh, has a lot of this stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Blues Before Sunrise with Steve Cushing. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of guys that were playing this stuff late at night. And I started putting together a song list of songs I liked. And then I decided that instead of having a male singer, I would go the opposite and have a girl. And uh, it opened up a lot of other musical avenues by having a female singer rather than the typical male. Um, and it took us about a, took me about a year to actually get it all going, uh, one of the one of the epiphanies was that when we were trying out sax players, they could never play what was on the records that I heard, and it was just guys just playing willy nilly along with the band until this one guy came out and he played Louis Jordan's "Choo Choo Choo Boogie" note for note on the sax. Mm-hmm. I thought it was voodoo or magic or something. Mm-hmm. Well, he did his chart it out. He wrote he wrote the parts out. That, that was one piece that was missing. So for us, uh, we've got three saxophones. They all have to have the charts. Otherwise, you know, that way, you know, if one guy doesn't make it, I can just have anybody play it, and it'll all sound the same all the time, hopefully. But <laughs> the charts are, are one of the most, um, you know, you buy a piece of a, you buy a guitar, it's six $700 as an investment. The charts that I have in, in the band are the biggest investment the band has because it's our sound. It's 
it's everything. If I lost the whole, you know, if I lost all the charts, that'd be it. We'd be done. But uh, but that's how it all started. And then uh, from the very first, our very first show was New Year's Eve, 1996. We played for about an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, there was a band after us and a band before us. It was at Frankie's Blue Room in Naperville. And then from that point on, uh, the phone was ringing off the hook for us. And when I put the band together, I didn't realize that this whole swing fad craze was taking over the country. It was the last thing from, on my mind, but it became, for the first five years of our existence, uh, we played every swing night in Chicago. We were playing five, six nights a week. We were traveling. People were just throwing money at us. It was it was incredible. That's amazing. Kind of living that rock and roll, but the swing jazz lifestyle, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was, you know, in one instance, we were asked to play at a, a street festival in Downers Grove. And I remember the lady calling up and, you know, they only wanted us to play for an hour. And I said, uh, yeah, I think I can do it. And uh, she goes, I'm sorry, all we have to pay, all we have to pay you is $5,000. And I thought to myself, well, I'll take it. But as soon as I hung up, I'm like, 5000 Now these people are crazy for an hour, you know, of, of playing at a street festival. And it, it was just, it was a crazy time. And we got to travel all from, you know, all four corners of the country playing music and uh, and still working the day job. So Wow, talk about multitasking at its absolute finest, like walking, talking, jazz playing, Swiss Army Knives. Uh, right. If, so with this whole series, it's kind of the idea of, we're broadening the idea of style and it goes obviously beyond, you know, clothing and fashion and so on. And, you know, for musicians of all walks of all styles and genres, it, it is its own way of life. And, uh, for the gents that I know that play in bands that have been, you know, teachers, professors of mine, or like you said, having, you know, day jobs of whatever kind, what for you, and maybe it can ring true for other folks listening as well, or maybe if they're at a younger age and maybe just kind of feeling a bug, if you want to call it a bug at some point, what was it for you that kind of, what sparked it? What what would you say, not only, and not only keeps the spark, but also kind of keeps the fire going? Because um, obviously it helps, you know, it can help pay the bills, but there's always that motivation that folks have for something. What What is it for you that kind of, you know, drives that passion for it, for the music. Uh, the first word that comes to my mind is escape. Um, I don't bowl. I don't play golf. Um, I don't hunt. I don't fish. Uh, this is my thing. Um, being a musician is my thing. I, I enjoy playing music. I enjoy uh, being on stage. Uh, you know, if anybody who's listening is in a band, they understand that it's, it's like a bad marriage. Uh, you know, you have, like with our band, there's seven of us and seven individuals and seven personality types. It, it Sometimes it gets a little difficult. But for me, it's an escape. I I have my, my <laughs> this is going to sound weird, we have, we always refer to it as the A, A life and our B life. So A life is when you get up, you go to work and you put your, you know, heavy face on, you do what you have to do, and then you come home and you got the wife and kids. The B world is you go out to the club and you play music. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, it's an escape. 
I think it's much it, it's it's just as much of an escape for the audience as well. You're trying to um, uh, find a little peace in your life away from the daily grind, and whether it's going to a movie or playing golf or going out and seeing live music, you're escaping your your a world for a couple hours. So that to me, that that's what drives it. Is it's a little bit of escape. I get to be somebody that um, maybe maybe I really you know there, there's rock stars and stuff, but I get to be somebody that I'm not. You know, that's someone up on stage playing music uh, in a in a band with six other people. And it does take, and, and and you can confirm this for me, but it does take a certain, uh, definitely not even a certain, but an extreme amount of discipline and self-patience, especially with myself, because at one time I wanted to learn to play guitar, and I thought, okay, I'm going to give myself, it's kind of like when I, I wanted to learn how to play photo, I wanted to learn how to use Photoshop, I'm going to give myself two weeks i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna learn this i'm gonna get some basics down and then from there i'm just gonna boy was i wrong and you know i haven't really touched it since and but yet you know something about playing guitar was something that was always appealing to me and even though you know life kind of takes it's you know it takes different courses and where you go with things so to keep on with that it's a it's an extension of its own passion wouldn't you say just keeping on and pushing on and um, and especially if that, like you said, that escape becomes a little bit of a, not just a passion, but an obsession. Right. It, it just keeps it going, right? Yeah, it's like any any artist, whether painting or being a, a photographer. But I, I have to tell you this, Kevin, though. It's easier now than it was 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> 20 years ago, you know, the Internet's brand new. So if I wanted to learn a song, I had to listen to it 50 times over and over and over and over and over and over again. Now, if I want to learn a song, I Google it or go to YouTube and put a search in there. Somebody's already taught me how. It's Or if I want to learn a certain chord or, or chord changes, I go to YouTube. Somebody's up there that has learned it and is now sharing it with the world, and it becomes a lot easier. But 20 years ago, uh, it, it wasn't that easy. It was pretty difficult. And like you just mentioned, Photoshop, you know, when when uh, you want something done, like a poster or, you know, doctor up some photos, I, you know, you can't always pay somebody to do it, or maybe you're in a hurry to get it done. You end up learning how to do it, and it's easier now than it was 10 years ago. Somebody has done it already, and then they, they, you, can, you can teach yourself or watch somebody else teach you. Uh, but again, it's it is a passion. You you keep going because it's 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 part of your life. To make that point about the internet, you've got I, I have how many folks who have ever complimented me on the website? Thank you to everybody who have complimented me, and it's amazing to think that I did it all by my lonesome. Um, everything has been made to make things so much easier and oh, yeah. kind of kind of take the, the, the musts and fuss and everything out of everything that it's just other folks who have asked me for ideas and for suggestions and I said, hey, everything is drag and drop nowadays and it's, it's like friends of mine who are professional photographers and you know over at uh, robswildlife.com and a, a friend of mine who uh, he's, he loves photography and yet he will always have that look on his you know cell phone pictures and everything kind of a 
you'll always have those folks who who know how to take it and have that passion and discipline for taking it to that next level. Awesome. Well, Dave, we're going to uh, hit up a quick break really fast. Folks, this is uh, with the Rhythm Rockets and the Heart and Soul Collection. Thank you all. We're going to uh, be right back right after this. Stay tuned. Welcome to Casa de Montecristo, leading tobacco retailer in Chicago. Casa features a beautiful 3,700-square-foot lounge with a VIP room, a conference room, and theater for hosting your events as well. Their inventory features products from companies like Regius, Alec Bradley, Davidoff, Camacho, Romeo y Julieta, Ashton, My Father, and dozens more. Their aging room includes cigars as sold as free embargo. Pay them a visit at www.casademontecristo-chicago.com or cdmcigars.com, the home of the only online retailer, proudly paired with Style Zephyr. Are you looking for a vintage flair for your home, closet, wardrobe, or even toy collection or jewelry box? Come home to great value at Affordable Antiques and More. With 25 years experience, the award-winning store boasts 11,000 square feet of vintage furnishings, DIY, and wedding supplies. Find them on Facebook and Instagram with affordable shipping available. Call today at 630-505-1463. Or stop by at 1508 North Naper Boulevard in Naperville. Don't forget to say hello to Shaggy. Affordable antiques and more, proudly paired with Style Zephyr to be true to you. And we are back. Thank you all again so much for tuning into the Style Zephyr at stylezephyr.com, brought to you by the Alec Bradley Cigar Company. With this new series, the Heart and Soul Collection, we've got again from the Rhythm Rockets, Mr. Dave Downer. Dave, thank you again so much for being on the Zephyr with me. I'm having a good time so far. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Let's keep this running on down the track. The cocktail cart is in full swing. Dave, when it came to jazz, swing, the blues and everything, when it came to just the genres and really kind of focusing in on one, what was it versus, if you want to call them, you know, whether it was rock or bluegrass or anything classical, what have you, what what was it that really appealed to you for this? Um, I, let's see, let's, it's like, it's like Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld once was asked, what was his favorite episode of his show? And he said, it's, it's like asking me uh, which was my favorite breath I just took. Um, Oof. Uh, as a musician, you you study the, the, the people who you like. So for me, and then you work backwards. So for me, I really was getting into like Stevie Ray Vaughan. This is back in the you know, late 80s, early 90s. And then you start researching oh, who influenced him. So then you realize it's Albert King and Buddy Guy and Jimi Hendrix and all them guys. And then you start, oh, who influenced those guys? And then it all goes back to, wow, T-Bone Walker, B.B. King, all the jump blues guys from the late 40s, all them, all them guys who came out of the big bands, like you know the Benny Goodman bands and all that, uh, when that was starting to uh, shrink and... and uh, they, they made smaller combos. So the genre that I always seem to gravitate towards are the rhythm and blues bands from the late 40s and early 50s. Those are the guys that took all of the influences, the jazz, the swing, and the, the blues, and, and put it all together. And then out of that, 
they influenced rock and roll. They influenced uh, electric blues. Uh, so to me, the one that I really gravitate towards is the rhythm and blues and the jump bands from the late 40s and early 50s. That is amazingly cool. And even now, it's it's anybody will tell you I'm a bad millennial. If I don't have serious octane going on my phone, it's either, you know, the Andrew sisters, it's Benny Goodman, it's the Glenn Millers, and uh, at 90-some-odd years old, a few years ago, I was in college, and I'm talking to my uncle who was in the Pacific War, and uh, he said, oh, we're, we're going to a Glenn Miller concert, and I said, oh, that's great, you know, I love Glenn Miller. He said, what? I said, yeah, I love Glenn Miller, and, you know, Duke Ellington, and, uh, you know, Don, you know, just I just went on a whole list, and he goes, "How old are you, Kevin?" I said, "Well, well, Uncle Al, I said I'm 24 at the time." And he said, "What are you doing listening to Glenn Miller? You should be listening to that young people crap." But you know what? The music just it has stood the test of time, and they were just people making music out of the sense of just happiness. Well, your uncle should realize that Glenn Miller was young people crap too at one time. <laughs> But my my grandmother, um, so my grandmother and grandfather got married in the early 30s, and they got married very young. They're in their 20s, and uh, they were flappers. You know, those were the oh wow, right? So that was like a, a scandal. My God, they're how scandalous! But though they were young people, that was their music. That was their that was their uh, you know I don't know name a band nowadays that you know kids gravitate towards. That was their that was their Beyonce and Kanye West, you know. Wow. And then, uh, you know, for for my mom, uh, she was the president fan club of a guy named um, Johnny Ray. He was a very flamboyant. He was gay. He's a very flamboyant singer, but his big thing was he would cry on stage as he would sing. So this is in the early fifties. That was young people music, and then nowadays you're like, oh, that's old old crap or whatever, you know. <laughs> but everybody, every generation has their music. And so, you know, for me, when I'm 80 years old, I'll probably be in the old folks' home listening to Diver Down by uh, by uh, Van Halen. So, uh, who knows? Uh, every, every Everybody's got their music. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's an awesome perspective. I would have never thought of it like that. It's almost like you have to re-watch Back to the Future in order to get that kind of connection where it was you know, it's kind of new for you, but your grandkids are going to love it kind of a thing. <laughs> right. Like Frank Sinatra, he was like the big thing for, they called them the Bobby Soxers. So, you know, all the teenage girls and stuff thought, oh, my God, Frank Sinatra, you know, when he first came on the scene, they thought he was like, you know, my God, look at this guy. And then all of a sudden Elvis Presley comes on, and he's the devil, right? Mm-hmm. And But we, you watch him now, it's like, oh, big deal. But every... Every generation has somebody. The Beatles, look what happened with them. They were just crazy. You know, people are crazy for them. So each each generation has their music. So uh, Glenn Miller, that was that was their that was their time back then. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there there's going to be so much stuff going on that we're going to kind of uh, head on in this uh, in this collection for uh, the Rhythm Rockets. Um, to kind of move it a little bit even more for, like we said, uh, either younger folks or whoever might be inspired by whatever generational music. And, you know, if you're 
if you're banned in structures, you can attest to it. If you're whatever educational capacity or just self-taught anything else for folks who might be considering pursuing that, either as a career, or just a general love. We've talked before about family members being involved now in music and how it's affected other folks, uh, just their own lives. And for me, a, lo- a lot of it is listening to these guys in the morning on my way to work. It's a nice little turn the brain on. Uh, get ready for the di- for the day. Brain cells aren't moving too fast. What would be some advice that you would give to someone as far as either pursuing it if they want to be a part of a band, if they just want to do kind of their own gig or different directions they might want to go into something? Um, from a personal or professional standpoint, what do you think, or maybe if anyone's ever given you some advice, uh, what suggestions or feedback would you give to someone? Well, I have two children that are musicians. I have a 34-year-old daughter who sings and plays guitar, and she's played in bands on on East Coast, and she also does solo gigs where she sings and, you know, plays acoustic guitar. And then I have a a son who's 16 who plays drums, and he's actually going to be playing shows with us next month. He's that good. Whoa. Uh, He... He sat at the table one day, and my wife asked him, well, "What do you want to do when you, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up?" And he says, "I want to play in a band like Dad." <laughs> For a moment, boy, that was the wrong thing to tell Mom. <laughs> but uh, you know, her, she came back and said, "Well, that's great, but you you have to eat and pay rent and live." And your dad can attest to this that it's not a it's not a money maker. But with that said, I know a lot of guys that. Are professional musicians, and um, you have to be—you have to be a, a huckster. You have to be a, um, a self-promoter. You've got to go out and hustle. So, if you want to do music full time as a musician, learn to play as many styles as you can. Don't don't think that you're going to conquer the world by being the the best grunge guitarist uh, out there, because there's a thousand bands in in Chicago all trying to play. And be heard and make you know money, and it's a, it's it's rough. It's it's saturated. You have to if you want to be a professional musician, learn all styles. You might have to play a wet in a wedding band on, on a Saturday to make that three four hundred dollars to pay your rent, and then you might have to go to Martyrs and play for the door and walk out of there with twenty bucks because that's you love it so much that you don't care. Mm-hmm. But as a musician. Learn as much as you can. Learn all styles. Don't close your mind to everything, hmm. or anything, I should say. Don't close it. Sure. Does that does that answer the question, Kevin? Oh, totally, totally, totally. No, no, no. I'm I'm totally listening to everything, and yeah, it's it's awesome. you know, and and that had to be a moment for you too, I guess, because it's kind of like how I mentioned with Alec Bradley. Um, Alec and Bradley are the sons of the owner, and they are the namesake. And now to see him. Uh, Mr. Alan Rubin, he's the the founder and owner as uh, as a dad, but also as a business owner. Seeing the sons now, kind of, you know, second generation more or less as the business kind of coming into it um, for yourself as a dad, because the missus made some excellent points. Um, yeah, because yeah. she's she's been with me. You know, the band's been together for twenty two years. She's been with me every bit of that. So she's seen the ups and downs. She sees where. You know, I get up, I, I had worked construction for 30 years. I, I retired last year. But 
people in construction, they like to work, they like to start early. So you'd have to get up at 4.30 in the morning. You go work 10 hours a day out in the hot sun, and then you take a sponge bath out <laughs> in the field, and you go to play the gig. And then you come home, and you have a four or five hours of sleep, you start all over. You do it not because of the money, but because of the pet. You love it. And she's seen the, the good times where we were able to travel, and, and uh, three trips to Disney were paid for by playing music. The down payment of my house came from playing music. But then there's times where, you know, you're, you're bringing home 20 bucks, and, you know, you take the good at the bad. Right. So, yeah, she... She, she's got a lot of common sense. Always have a backup plan. You know? <laughs> you, oh, oh, yeah. As uh, as Robin Williams used to say, uh, he said, my father always told me to have a backup profession like welding ready. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Very few people can make a living playing music unless they diversify. They do something in music other than performing. Uh, you know, whether it's you're working at, a music store or you're, you're teaching others to play or, you know, whatever you learn to do as much as you can in music so you can survive. Sure. That's amazing. But yeah, that's, that's your grind for you. And, you know, I, I shudder to think four to five hours of sleep at the same time, but good Lord, you know, if that was what, if that's what got it going, that was what got it going. I couldn't do it now. (laughs) <laughs> that was my thirties, and it was exciting time. You know, the first ten years of this band was a was an exciting time. You know, you're like, oh my god, we're we're playing over here, playing there, and sleep was just ah, uh, you know, a nuisance. Right. But now, boy, I I try thinking about playing three, four, five nights a week. I don't think I could do that again. <laughs> No, I, I shudder to think even getting up at 7 for going into work right now, even to... Right. <laughs> oh, man, folks, this is uh, Mr. Dave Downer. He is uh, one of the pillars of the Rhythm Rockets. They are a Chicago uh, vintage rhythm and blues band since 1996. They've been keeping uh, some of the coolest and uh, coolest music in Chicago at the hottest time of the year for the entire... Uh, for, God, a couple decades now. Pretty awesome. Uh, Dave, my congratulations to you. Um, like I said, this is a part of the Heart and Soul collection, so we're going to keep this on going with a few other episodes, too, and celebrating the uh, style that is uh, jazz and big band and uh, rhythm and the blues and everything. But, Dave, sure. if, uh, if folks want to... Uh, next time next time we should talk about the clothes. Oh, we're getting there, boss. We got okay. we're right. we're on the Zephyr, and like I said, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be hitting up maybe drinking up some old fashions or maybe some martinis, whatever kind of sinks your battleship. All right. <laughs> uh, but Dave, if uh, if folks want to hear more about the Rhythm Rockets, if they want to hear the Rhythm Rockets, um, more importantly, if they want to check out either any upcoming events or venues, uh, what do you have got? What do you guys got coming up, and where can folks find you at? Uh, this coming Tuesday. August 21st, of course, a podcast is going to be recorded, and mm-hmm. uh, but we'll be in Downers Grove at Fischl Park uh, playing a free outdoor show for an hour and a half starting at 7. So that's uh, on Grove, just west of Main Street. Uh, we're also at, uh, this is the coolest, uh, we're at Untitled Supper Club at 111 West Kinsey in Chicago. And if nobody, if you haven't been there, you need to go there. It's a honest to God speakeasy supper club. You walk downstairs. There's no signage on the door outside. You have no idea it's there. 
You walk down, and it's just like another world. And they brag that they've got the most whiskeys in the city available to you to sample. So uh, we're there the second Wednesday of every month. I will attest that whiskey library is pretty badass. The The display is incredible. The venue is awesome. But most importantly, if folks can get there to feng shui it up with some killer rhythm rockets jazz, some killer tunes, all the better for it, and have yourself a killer cocktail at the same time. Yep. Dave, this was basically, uh, if we want to call it stop number one, um, and I appreciate it so much. And until the next time, I want to say thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for listening. My pleasure, folks. This is the Heart and Soul Collection. On behalf of StylesEffort.com, thank you all so much. Until next time, stay styled. <laughs>